Seminar. A conference or other meeting for discussion or training. A class at a college or university in which a topic is discussed by a teacher and a small group of students. Episode 61. A matter of approach. If I may, I have a proposition for you. <sighs> of course you do. This facility was designed for the revitalization and re-education of humanity. But it stagnated. The students stopped realizing what they were capable of. It was deemed necessary to bring in a new outlook. We chose the most promising student at the time. Student 92, Bowser, made. You're the reason Klaus von Schminderfield took over. We chose poorly. He saw it as an opportunity to further his own personal agenda and cause the problems you helped resolve. And why did you choose him? From what I saw, he was egotistical and narcissistic even before you gave him power. He was promising based upon his individuality. We've since re-evaluated our criteria. In fact, it has led us to another suitable candidate. What? Another crazy, self-absorbed maniac? Actually, you were the one selected. Well... The nutrition hub is working, which means we have food and water, in addition to the lavatory. Where do we sleep? Uh, we'll make the beds out of something, I'm sure. I still don't see the point to all this. Why did you have the Dean cut us off from the facility? Because I've been entrusted with your education, and the Dean has a habit of interfering with that. But the AI's always been in charge of our education. And what has that led to? Its matrices aren't infallible, and it's shown itself to be unstable. It cares nothing for our psychological health, only the results we give it. And if we don't give it the results it desires, it'll cast us aside. Indeed. Do you understand now, Seven? Hey, you don't have to be a genius to realize that the AI wasn't good for us. But while we're in here, it's going to continue doing whatever it wants to the other students. Sometimes you need to take your time, play the long game, and when you have the right moment, strike. Take, for example, this piece, Africa. Come out. Come out. Mwaji. thinking rationally. Really? So I'm supposed to just let Mwaji continue killing people? That's a wonderful idea. She almost killed you. You should be thankful you're alive. I should be thankful. I have a second chance to kill that freak. On a revenge hunt? Martina, you can barely walk. I'll be on painkillers. Martina! Makini. I've never let an animal that tried to kill me get away. Besides, don't you think all the other hunters she's killed deserve to be avenged? 
This entire trip is in vain if I don't take her out. You're foolish. You're a stubborn friend. Look, the doctors are going to release you tomorrow. Try to rest. Maybe. Game's afoot, Muaji. Oh, now is not a good time. Oh, Martina here. When I said you could borrow my ride, I thought you were going into the city. I never specified. Listen. Don't be so dramatic with me. I'm begging you. I'm sorry. You need a doctor. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but you have to. It's better. Why do you take me? I deserve that. Hunters kill prey, not the other way around, all right? Stop talking like that and try to relax. Attention, I have a 1033 at the Northern Grasslands. Lion attack. Over. Out of range. Wonderful. Don't. Don't, 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 don't. Mochi, get my village. Please. She'll never have the chance. Never. Come out, come out. How about that? Damn it! Yours, eh? That's unfortunate. Please, 
I thought we were going to have a break from pieces and homework. Every short I show in class is to prove a point, or to create a relevant discussion. So, why did you choose this piece? You're worried that we'll rush ahead and upset your plan? The tragic flaw in the piece was Martina's desire to protect her village. But it wasn't tempered with the patience McKinney was counseling. You always show the shorts in pairs. Is that to reinforce the lesson you're trying to teach? Sometimes. But it's usually to show another example of a similar theme. There are no guidelines, no rules, or no set response to any given situation. Life has a way of creating complications. But then why have rules? What's the point if they don't apply to every situation? Rules have a place in setting social boundaries and guidelines, as well as settling disputes. But it has always been recognized that things aren't always black and white. That is why most legal systems allow for a trial when the law is broken. Trials can be rigged. There's also a precedence for corruption. The wrong judge or jury can influence things. We've seen it in other pieces. That's why justice is blind. Maybe it's best when things are taken in context with all facts presented in a neutral matter. There have been many systems over the eons, and many ways that criminals have been dealt with over the years. Take a look at the situation in Halfbreed. Morning, John. Eh, what's so good about it? Bad night, big bro? You don't want to know. Do I have any appointments? No, but you do have two walk-ins waiting for you in your office. Let me guess. Another couple with a lost dog? Huh, you wish. They don't have a pulse. Well, lovely. My day just got shot to hell. Thanks for telling me, Jamie. Monroe Investigation, this is Jamie. How may I help you? You surprise us, John. Employing such a young, human girl as your receptionist. With the type of work you deal with, we might have to do something about that. Yeah, she's my half-sister, so uh, lay off. Vincent and Marion Babin, what misfortune brings you bloodsuckers here? Do you call us that because we're lawyers? Or because we're vampires? <laughs> Take your pick. Last time I checked... Your kind hated having anything to do with people who didn't have, you know, fangs. We don't like to admit that we need outside help on rare occasions. But a certain situation has arisen. And given your rate of success, we think it may require your talents. Is that so, Vincent? You and the rest of the undead treat me like dirt until the shit hits the fan, then you beg me for help. Uh, I admit it. This subject has eluded us. We need someone more skilled. But we must remind you of the agreement your father made with us, John. If you refuse this job, we will have no choice but to sterilize the site. <sighs> I never met the man, and I'm still dealing with his crap. <laughs> Where have the incidents been happening? The party strip. The, 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 po the party strip? Are you nuts? That's three city blocks worth of clubs. You'd have to kill every human there if you decided to sterilize it. We do what we need to in order to keep our existence a secret, John. The lives of innocents are now in your hands. So what will it be? You bastards. <laughs> I thought so. There have been several deaths along the party strip, throats torn open and bruising that resembles superhuman strength. A rogue vampire? 
thought you coffin dwellers kept an eye out for that. We do. But no one is perfect, as you like to point out. A rogue may have gotten past us. So, uh, you want me to find it and kill it, am I right? Just keep the mess to a minimum. Good day, John. I'd call you cold-blooded, but I wouldn't want to insult the reptiles around here. <sighs> Why do we always meet at the last call pub, Narf? about, uh, you know, someplace you don't gotta have a hazmat suit to go take a piss? <laughs> no. Besides, they brew the best coffee in town. Payment first. I don't have anything on me, but I got the address for a supplier. Do I know him? Yeah, he's a nurse at the regional hospital. Works a lot of night shifts. In the morgue. You know, real fun guy. He's got a small surplus that he needs to get rid of. <laughs> oh, the brat. One can't be too picky about food these days, so he'll have to do... What do you need to know? Yeah, I got a visit from Glum and Glumma today. They said there were some killings along the party strip. You heard anything about a rogue bloodsucker? Vampires aren't the only ones that drink blood, you know. You tell me it's not a vampire? It can't be a zombie, either. There's no zombie outbreaks near here. When are you going to open your mind to the rest of the world? By keeping my ear to the ground, I've seen a pattern. Which is? Each club in question has been recently visited by a performer who calls himself a Klaus. He's a known admirer of Greek culture and myths. He recently finished a concert tour of Italy and Greece. So, there's more to him than everybody sees. You got a picture of him? Just grab a tabloid and he'll be on the front page with his new arm candy. If his pattern holds, he'll be going to Club Pandora tonight. Pandora. Okay, uh, any other tips? Yeah. Study ancient myths. There's no telling what you're dealing with. Club Pandora. Study myths. Yeah, very helpful, Marv. Now, here I am, standing behind a dumpster in the back. This jerkwad better show up. And that puddle better be water, or I'm throwing out my favorite pair of sneakers. God damn it, Tula! I told you not to follow me. But you said you loved me. Well, that was before you decided to fuck everything up. I should have left you where I found you. I swear, it wasn't... Just get the hell away from me. I never want to see your ugly face again. <laughs> Where am I gonna go? Well, you could crawl in the ditch and die. <laughs> Give me your money and everything else you've got. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Please, don't hurt me. I don't have anything. <sighs> Damn it, now I got a hostage situation. Give me the money. Now. All right, kid. You've had your fun. Now get lost. Ah! I'm serious, kid. Beat it. Hey, one more step and I'll kill her. Go ahead. You'll be saving me some time. Huh? Listen, kid. I'm not trying to save her. I'm trying to save you. Take a good look at her. What are you? Oh, whoa, what the hell? Ah! What the hell, man? Run, you idiot. Ah! Ah! Stupid teenager. Hey, she bitch. Let's go. Jeez, that's gonna leave a mark. You stink, you <sighs> that's the pot calling the kettle black. 
Cause you, lady, make sewage smell like roses. That's because I'm not human. What are you? I'm complicated. I think it's time to clip those wings. <laughs> Looks like I'm having chicken tonight. <laughs> Vincent Marion's faces when they see this one. It's uh, it's John Monroe. <clears throat> I need a cleaning crew at the back of Club Pandora. One human casualty and uh, one paranormal. What kind? <laughs> Believe it or not, it's freaking Harper. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, bring an oxygen mask too. The uh, stink will burn your nose off. No, no, I won't be here. I'm going home. I've heard the stories, but I'd never thought they were true. John actually is a hybrid. Ugh. Would you rather let the harpy continue killing humans? No, of course not, Vincent. I just hate that we've had to turn to that... animal. We had to confirm our suspicions, sister. Also, we were able to eliminate that little winged nuisance. And how did a harpy come to America? They're supposed to be extinct. This Icarus must know something we don't. He's the one that brought her back from Greece. Shall we hold him for interrogation? Not yet. However, we should monitor his activities. Try and find out how he found her and if there are more. What about that Mutt Monroe? Half vampire and half werewolf. With none of our limitations? You must admit... He is rather interesting to observe. Hmm. That, my dear brother, is a matter of opinion. But why further observe a mongrel dog? Because if the werewolves were ever to start another war, an army of these soldiers would be beneficial. Oh, dear God. Surely you're not proposing we mate with dogs? I may be open-minded, sister, but I'm not suggesting bestiality. John leaves generous amounts of his DNA after most of his cases. After we pull in a few favors with our political friends, we can clone an army of half-breeds if need be. Oh. <laughs> You've been watching that science fiction movie again, haven't you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yes you do. The one with the man in the helmet and the strange breathing. Hey! Don't you walk away from me while I'm talking to you. Okay, I know you say you're showing us these pieces to help prove a point, but I have no idea what point you are making now. Was that the point? Are you trying to confuse us? Because I'll be honest, I'm confused over here. Uh-oh. He's got that look again. Look? What look? That little half-smile where you let us dangle and try to figure out what you're doing, and then 
prod the discussion here and there so we arrive to whatever conclusion you desire. 97, you're right. He always does that. And it's led to some very furtive discussions. So as a method of teaching, it seems to work perfectly. That's manipulative behavior. You've been steering these discussions where you want them to go. Not always. As a teacher, you have to use different approaches to present topics. You'll notice how I play the devil's advocate, the neutral observer, share my personal beliefs, or present other views for a balanced approach. I guess we should be thankful you're not constantly questioning everything like Socrates. Don't give him any ideas, 97. Actually, since we're going to be spending a lot of time together, I want you guys to teach the next couple of classes. Sit down with the archives, find two pieces, and build a class around them. You want us to teach the class something? For the next classes, you are the professor, and I am your student. Student three. Sure. Male. Featuring the voice talents of Anna Rodriguez as student 45, Dave Morgan as student 97, Catherine Pride as student 4, Tom Stitzer as student 7, Seth Adam Scher as the professor, and Jason R. Wallace as the dean. In Africa, Jessamine Hamer as Martina, Richard Casto as Makini, and Paul Brueggemann as the hunter, written by Landon Bell. In Halfbreed, Dave Morgan as John, Richard Casto as Vincent, Lynn Cullen as Marion, Hannah Jankondel as Tula, Jordan Gottlieb as Knarf, Anna Rodriguez as Jamie, and Paul Brueggemann as Icarus. Written by Frank Harbuck III. Directed by Paul Brueggemann. Shorts edited by Susan Bridges. Rapper script by Colin Kelly. Story by Colin Kelly. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Kevin McLeod. Seminar theme by Vincent Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production copyright 2015, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Who are you? On the next seminar. Genetics and biology. They dictate how our bodies form and the aspects that make us unique. Memory. Take away our memories and we lose a major part of what makes us ourselves. Do our choices dictate our identity? I am Lisa. Who summons me? I, Matthew, son of Mabel, have summoned you, demon, to be my faithful servant. Now, kneel before your master. Or are we all just threads on the loom of fate? We've been stuck in this time loop longer than I care to remember. Every time we loot the vault, they send the drones. And the loop starts again. In the end, what choices do we really have? What's our game plan? Staying alive. Let's do this. Seminar, Easy Ways to Affect Change, coming April 29, 2015, only on PendantAudio.com.